welcome to the Lion Guard Defend podcast. I am your host, Max. And I am your other host, Mikey. This is a podcast where we recap and discuss all the big villain episodes of Disney's The Lion Guard. Afterwards, we will have a few special episodes where we discuss Magic Quest, Miraculous, and the Great Wolf Kids cartoon shorts. Let's get started. Did I tell you that I actually have some caterpillars on the herb plants outside in my backyard? Oh, that's cool. Where? How yeah. long? How long have they? How long have they have they been there? A few weeks, and they're black swallowtail caterpillars. I named one of them Thurston. First, <laughs> yeah, because when I first saw him, he was really little, and he looked like, and he had zebra stripes on him almost. And then the other one I named just Siri. Oh, why? Because she looked different, and and since Jasiri is different from the other hyenas, I thought that it would be fun to name a caterpillar that looks different from other caterpillars after her. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any animals in your backyard? Um, well, I've... Well, like, not that I've seen. There's There probably is a bunch of, like, small animals. Like, for some reason, I always, like, sometimes during the summer, there's, like, a bunch of weird flies that fly around. And they're like really annoying, but you know. Besides that, there's. But there, I have seen rabbits though. But oh yeah, I also have some rabbits in my backyard. Yeah, there's like a ton. Like there's like once when my like when my dad and my brother went on a walk like at night, there was like like fifty rabbits or something. It was really weird and funny. I thought it's. Kind of ironic, but you know, and coyotes, but you know. Yeah, there are also apparently some lizards in Illinois. Oh, okay, I like haven't seen any. A glass lizard and a skink. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, it's not Chupavu. <laughs> Ding. Lizards are some of the coolest reptiles. They can, like, climb up walls and stuff. And they can actually get pretty big. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, for example, the largest... The largest lizard in in America is the Gila Monster. Oh, yeah, I've seen pictures. They are kind of cool, but kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they can and then, be. Um, and then there's a, another massive lizard in Africa called the monitor lizard that can bite people and animals and paralyze them, according to Lion Guard season, the Lion Guard season two episode, The Bite of Kenge. Oh, okay. The biggest lizard in the world is a Komodo monitor. 
otherwise known as a Komodo dragon. Yeah. They're, they're only found on the island of Komodo in Indonesia. They can grow up to 10 feet. And they're a member of the monitor lizard family, Varanidae. Varanidae. Is, isn't that like the... Like the... Um, the the thing like the class they're in, like Ferrande. It's actually their family. Oh, okay. They can only find it in Indonesia, and it does have venom in its bite, but that's not what you should be worried about. What you should be worried about are all the bacteria in its bite. Yeah, that's it. Pro I probably could eat you very sick. <laughs> um, yeah, but the ironic thing is that the episode that we're going over has like three of them, so <laughs> yeah, it could get you very sick. And they can lay up to 20 eggs. Oh, god, yeah. That's disgusting and really weird. Like, why would... I mean, I guess that is the best way to reproduce, to have the most eggs possible, but... <laughs> and they can weigh up to 150 pounds. Oh, my God. That is a large animal. <laughs> so, basically, if you were to fight one, you would lose. And really that, quickly, and you would die, and it would be really painful. Oh my god, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> and then it would probably eat you. Ding! Ding! <laughs> it's like, ooh, I taste the human, let's kill it now. <laughs> Yum, human! <laughs> of course, they probably wouldn't eat a human, because... Unless if they were, like, in a pack, because, like, humans... Well, um, actually, they do attack humans occasionally. But I don't think they they would... I guess, I, like... That wouldn't really make sense if they were, like... I don't think they always attack. They don't, they don't want to, I don't think, right? Yeah, they don't want to, but if they have to, they will. Their conservation status is vulnerable. Oh no, I'm this Which is like, just one step away from endangered. How close are they to being endangered? Maybe if you kill like a hundred more, they'll be endangered. Oh my god, why are humans even killing them? There's like no use for us to I mean maybe the skin, but that doesn't that's only really for people like um that like humans that are still like not completely evolved yet that live in the wild but usually they have a way to conserve them but we're just killing them for no reason <laughs> yeah and if you're wondering why we're talking about komodo dragons it's because one komodo dragon is the villain in the episode we're recapping today Season 3, Episode 6, Dragon Island. It was written by I, Allison Taylor and directed by Tom DeRosier. The cast is 
Max Charles as Kion, Joshua Rush as Bunga, Diamond White as Fooley, Atticus Schaefer as Ono, Isan Brown as Beshti, Rihanna Salaz as Anga, Landry Bender as McKinney, Andrew Cascino as Aura, Tanya Gunadi and Kamiko Glenn as Lumba Lumba, Matthew Yang King as the Old Civet, Steve Blum as Makucha, and Ford Riley, the executive producer and writer of the series, as a Komodo dragon. Yeah, apparently he wanted to put himself in the episode. <laughs> the song is That's the Dolphin Way, written by Bo Black and performed by Kimiko Glenn. This is the song is basically the only part in the episode where Kimiko Glenn actually gets to say or sing anything because spoilers, Chilun does appear but she doesn't say anything. That's what I was talking about and at the end of there's definitely a ghost when I said that Chilun only does a bunch of stuff in that episode. Yeah, like like I like from then on she doesn't really talk that much. She's just like a background character until I'm pretty sure the final episode in the series. Yeah, and the storyboards are by Tammy Manis, Tracy Honda, Kurt Dumas, and Melissa Super. How does this episode start, Mikey? Uh well it starts with the Lion Guard running up a hill. With Kion saying that he spotted the next Moja or Moja stone over it. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait I think I confused myself. Anga says he spotted the next Moja or Moja stone over the hill. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I meant. So they all go to run over it, but Fooly stops them because she hears something which. Bunga thinks is Vesti's stomach growling, but Vesti says it isn't him. Makini says it sounds like growling leopards, and she hides behind Bunga, which I don't get because she's bigger than Bunga. Oh my gosh, that's so weird, yeah. Yeah, and Ono says that the sound is coming from over the hill. Kion asks Anga what's making that sound. Anga doesn't know, so they all go up the hill and they come out on this beach where they see a bunch of water and a peninsula. Fooly says it's the most water she's ever seen. Mm. Bunga says it's the loudest water he's ever heard. And <laughs> Ono says that it's the ocean, which Makini remembers from the last time she went to the Tree of Life. Kion mm -hmm. asks Anga to please tell him that the next Moja Kwamoja stone isn't in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Anga says it's on the top of a, the hill on the peninsula. I actually think it would have been pretty funny if she said, unfortunately, it is. 
It is. You're going to have to sweat, fully. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like the camera zooms in. No! Like all the birds fly away. <laughs> it just runs away. And <laughs> yeah, starts leading the guard over the hill. But Bunga runs out attempts to dive into the water and cracks his head open on the beach. <laughs> fine. But he won't be fine for long because a wave hits him and drags him out into the ocean, drowning him. <laughs> R.I.P. Bunga. R.I.P. Bunga. <laughs> and Kion sends Olga to see if he can see Bunga's Body? I guess. <laughs> and then they all hear hear Bunga laughing, and he's on top of this pink dolphin, which is apparently an Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Ashby calls the dolphin a fish. <laughs> and then... The dolphin says that she'll get Bunga back to shore and makes a clicking sound, which causes Ono to say that it's a dolphin, actually not a fish. Common knowledge. Knowledge, really? <laughs> and Bunga makes a stupid pun again. Yeah. And then calls it the best day ever. The best day ever, yeah. Loomba Loomba asks who's next, and Beshti introduces himself. He says that hippos love water, but he's never been to the ocean before. And he asks what it's like. Loomba Loomba says it's beautiful. Bunga asks if she wishes she had feet, and she says that she doesn't need feet to do this, and then she does a bunch of midair acrobatics, which impresses the lion god. She says she was born to swim and she loves it. Mm. And then she starts singing. Yay! <laughs> the first time I heard the song, I'm like, wait, that's Kimiko Glenn? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I thought too when I watched the first time. She was the last person I was expecting her to I'm, she was the last person I was expecting to sing in the show. Yeah, that was the. Uh, she's a she's like a famous uh, uh, actor in in Broadway. She's been in many musicals, actually, about three, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's she's appeared in Love's Labor Lost and Waitress. So those are two ones I can find with her in it. Oh, and she was Lena in DuckTales. That's what I forgot to mention, and there's definitely a ghost. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the song, Mikey? Well, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting So it was based off, like, the ocean, you know? They don't usually do that. They they usually, it's, it's sometimes it's villain songs, sometimes it's songs by characters we haven't even met yet sometimes 
<laughs> it is, it's like very, I mean, I thought it was a good song. I mean, especially sung by Kamiko Glenn. She made it sound really good. Um, and the visuals were very good as well. Like the swimming through all the, <laughs> the background singers being the turtles and stuff. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like seeing the jellyfish and turtles and fish and seahorses. Yeah, I feel like I think the language trying to get uh, the human race to notice more of the ocean because we're kind of ruining it right now, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we are ruining the ocean. It's sort of funny because we watched the Lion God on electronics made from materials that ruin the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ironic, but. Yeah. You know, hopefully but we'll find a way. Anyway, after the song is over, Beshti calls it Poa, which is Swahili for cool. Kion thanks her for helping Bunga, but they gotta leave now. Bestie says bye to Lumba Lumba. Lumba Lumba says bye to Bestie and swims away. And yeah. then they're walking onto the peninsula when all of a sudden an old civet jumps down and warns <laughs> them that there are dragons on the peninsula. <laughs> How does the guard react to that? They don't really believe that the dragons exist, and they, they just keep going. You know, like, the suit's like, no, that's a horrible idea, don't go. And it's like, it's like, well, you're great soon. Like, laughs yeah, weirdly. At least, at least Ono doesn't think it's real. Yeah, all, I feel, all the Someone. others are, like, gullible, because I don't know. <laughs> I think doesn't Bunga or Makini ask what dragons look like and that causes Ono to lose his temper and be like, they don't look like anything. They're not real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what. Wait. Oh, Bunga asks what they look like because Fooly asks if he saw any dragons. Oh yeah. I love how Ono is getting getting even more annoyed during this. He's like, Dragons aren't real. Bunga says he would love to ride a dragon and a dolphin on the same day. And the old civet says that he won't ride them. They'll whip him with their tails, and if they bite you, well, then you're dead. So that's a little foreshadowing about the Komodo dragons. But the lifeguard yeah. doesn't know it yet. Yeah, because... Kion dismisses the civet, and they go on to the peninsula, where they see Kion rubbing his scar. Yeah, the so scar's really bothering him. I don't know why. It's just apparently that the poison's really not... Going well. Fooly is concerned about him. He says that it feels like they've been delayed a lot today. 
McKinney's bought some to Lisa and Karen lets her pick some. But she has to make it quick. She leaves and then Anga asks Kion if that's what a dragon looks like while pointing her wing at something. The camera <laughs> pants over and we see the Komodo dragon. Yeah! Ding! Ding! <laughs> and Ona doesn't know what it is. And Kion doesn't know either, but he says it's big. As she thinks it's nice. And then the Komodo dragon speaks, and I'm like, and I'm like, I feel like I recognize that voice, but not really. And then <laughs> when I went to look it up later, I found out, oh, it's Andrew Casino. <laughs> He's using a different voice than he uses for Janja, so he sounds older. I wonder how they did that. Did they use like auto tune, or he just like lowered his voice or something? Probably. I think, he, I think he lowered his voice or something, and he says that he likes to play with his food. Which is kind of scary. I don't like that. <laughs> and Emily says that he's not so nice, but he charges at them and they all panic and run. Panic and run. And oh no, turns around. And says his catchphrase, Hapana, which is Swahili for oh no. <laughs> so, oh no, returns! Oh no! It's so weird. And he identifies it as a Komodo dragon. Meanwhile, Warai, which is the Komodo dragon's name, is attacking Kion and Fully. He snaps at Kion, who runs away, leaving just fully in front of Aura. Aura <laughs> swings his tail, but fully jumps over it, and then prepares to attack him. And Bikini's returning. She's like, okay, I got the Julisa! Julisa! What's that? And Aura snarls, and then Anga flies over. So does that mean that she like flew away when Aura first appeared and then flew back? Maybe, yeah. It'll be kind of it's kind of strange, but you know. <laughs> she tells Makini, and Makini's like, "Now dragons are real, whereas <laughs> I'm real, all right." Oh no, says that he's a big lizard with venom in his pipe. Mm. And as soon as he says venom, Bungus decides, leave this guy to me. And he does <laughs> his battle track, jumps onto a rock, does a few flips, kicks Aura, and then lands in the sand in front of him. <laughs> Basically tells him to hit him with his best shot. His bite doesn't scare him. And then he's Aura starts drooling. Oh god, that's so weird. And he charges at Bunga, who dodges just in time. <laughs> and Anga flies up behind him to let him know that he's got company as two more Komodo dragons walk up. I love how just calmly Bunga's like, this 
more than one of them. Great! <laughs> now I just got to call myself. <laughs> and Floyd Riley, the Komodo dragon, asks if Aura has found lunch. This is actually where we learn Aura's name. And, yeah. and he says, perhaps dinner too. So this is so weird. Kion calls Bunga back. Bunga taunts the Komodo dragons. Aura is unworried. He says that they have nothing he hasn't seen before. Bunga says that that's what he thinks. And what happens next, Mikey? Well, he uses the roar of the elders to blast the dragons away. Oh my gosh. The dogs. Okay, it's fine now. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Is Zonza coming to your house? <laughs> no, but random dogs are walking by. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, he, he orders Bunga to get behind Kion orders Bunga to get behind him, and then he uses the elder. Where are the elders to blast the Kion? The, the, the Kion's away. The dragon's away.
Let me just see Bunga backstroking across the water. It's this like, is fun. This is fun. We should do this again. Nice callback to the battle of the Pride Lands. <laughs> then they all get on dry land. Fully thinks Bestie. She jumps off and starts shaking dry like a dog. <laughs> Need to get all the speed out of the way. 
And then Belimba hopes that they can do it soon because the sun is really hot. Mm. So Ashti blocks out the sun to keep her safe. And she says that that's better. Meanwhile, Bunga is picking up the seaweed and tossing it Wait. over his shoulder. And it lands on Lumba Lumba, which makes her say it feels a lot better. Kion compliments Bunga on his good idea. <laughs> and Bunga becomes a fur brain again. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> said, I have an idea. It's really hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> and then Bestie digs the trench. Chloe points out that the water's coming. It splashes into the fence and Bestie and Bunga celebrate. Kion yep. is upset. Because it's just past the trees, but then Ono stops her because she, she thinks he sees another dragon. Great. Makini <laughs> gets concerned and climbs tree to escape. Behind the rocks, Onga flies over and it's the more rocks. And she's rocked. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons can swim in real life. I don't know. They can't. So this is like zombie aura. Zombie aura. <laughs> and he says that the dolphin will be light. That's yeah. the way he likes it. A little pink. A little pink. Oh gosh. Then Kion will Destiny and Bunga all block his path, and two other Komodo dragons show up behind them, which Lumba Lumba notices and asks for help. And Bunga's like, This is a job for three honey badgers. <laughs> Slash clone Bunga. <laughs> Slash clone Bunga. <laughs> But they don't have three honey badgers. They have one bunga and a bunch of other animals that would die if they 
Yep. I'm <laughs> back with Makimi Anga and oh no. Makimi hits found the next Moja Klamoja stone and he activates it. Anga asks where they go next. Oh no, there's a, there's a cliff with a sunset behind it and it's called Teon Pump. Anga spots the cliff and he says that unless you can fly, you can't get there from here because they're stuck on an island. Yay! Then <laughs> Anka turns and sees that the Komodo dragons are back. And after the dolphin, which is a point to Makini and Ono, and oh no, makes a return! <laughs> Again! Again! It's getting a little repetitive! <laughs> oh, back on the beach. Or smiling at Bunga, who's taunting him. And well, that does try to fight him, but Bunga escapes. Then another Komodo dragon is snarling at Fuli, and he runs at him, but he does the battle cry to Wavy, and then runs out of the way, which causes him to bump into the tree. Three coconuts fall on him. <laughs> and then Bestie comes and knocks him into the water. So that's a concussion and a drowning. He's double dead now. <laughs> wait, wait, Bunga is? No, the Komodo dragon is. Because he got a con- three coconuts dumped on him and knocked into the water by a hippo. Oh, yeah. I remember now. I was Bunga's okay. riding on top of Aura, like a like a rodeo person riding a ball. <laughs> oh gosh! Meanwhile, Kion is having a hard time fighting off another Komodo dragon because the waves are causing him trouble. Yeah, kicks Bunga off. And Lumba Lumba tells Bunga that tells him that Kion's in trouble. Bunga hops onto Lumba Lumba's tail and he flings him at the Komodo dragon, using him as a furry projectile to knock the Komodo dragon away. The furry projectile. <laughs> Kion thanks both of them and. The Komodo dragon tries to snarl at Bunga, scaring him. But Bestie's got him. The Komodo dragon turns at its Ford Riley again. That's what you think. He tries to fight Bestie. Anga drops Makini somewhere else on the beach and then tells Ono to grab some seaweed and follow her, which he does. Somehow, because he can't really see. Could you imagine what would have happened if Ono flew into a Komodo dragon's mouth? (laughs) That would be so bad. (laughs) And Kion's like, well, guess we're going to have to get a new smorgasbord. 
The better doesn't affect him since he's a honey badger. Then, Bestie is still trying to fight the Komodo dragon. Ongra helped him out by dropping seaweed onto the Komodo dragon's eyes, and Bestie drowns him. <laughs> and then Bunga tells Ora to not talk with his mouthful of him and fights. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third episode where Bunga fathers. <laughs> or maybe the fourth, I can't remember, did he fight in battle for the Pridelands? I don't think so, I don't remember that. Yeah, so that was three episodes we reviewed when Bunga fights. <laughs> Bunga fights? <laughs> and when I starts coughing, Ono flies over him and drops the seaweed on his eyes, whereas if he cannot see, Ono asks if he got him, and Anga says that he did. Then Bestie comes up and drowns Ora. <laughs> And McKinley brings Kai on some to Lisa, who will ask him if he feels better. He says yes, and he asks if they found the Kramoza stone. McKinley says they did, but they need to get off the island to get to the next land club. Yep. <laughs> Kion says that's what they'll do, which Fully is confused by because he doesn't know how they're going to do that. And yep. Kion knows. He tells the rest of the guard and Loomba Loomba that they're getting out of there. Bunga is all excited. Kion turns and snarls at the Komodo dragons, almost as if he's going to use their roller. But then he turns and runs the other way, which confuses everyone. They're like, uh, I think Buck is like, oh, the computer dragons are that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kion roars, and this is a reference to the Book of Exodus from the Bible. When they part the Red Sea, because Kion's roar splits the sea in half and creates a temporary land bridge. Yep. We're going to see if an ocean can actually be split in half. I don't know if it can. If it can. I feel like it has to be like some sort of strong wind, probably. Oh, there's a scientific explanation for it. Oh, cool. According to the Washington Post. Okay, what is it? Hmm. I'm assuming it's like either like like cause I know like speed boats like have the power to slightly part water because of the power of the engine, but it can't do what Kyan is doing, which is literally because of the wind, apparently, there was 
said that a weather event strong enough to move water in that way would involve some unusually powerful winds. And, uh, and it could be a coastal effect called a wind set down and with strong winds a little over 60 miles per hour to be able to push on coastal waters, which can create a storm surge, but in the locations from which the wind pushes, the water moves away. Oh, yeah. And that would make sense if that's how the Red Sea split. And that also makes sense for how Chion managed to split the sea because the roar is basically a powerful wind that blows people and animals away. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, the splitting of the sea causes water to wash Lumba Lumba away. Which is good. And he banks them and swims away happily. Ion continues to roar and we get our second unbungalievable. Unbungalievable. <laughs> and they all run. And they all run because I told them all to go. Fully goes running and she shouts her battle cry again. Oh no, asks Ongra if he's seeing what she thinks she's seeing, and Ongra says that he is. Kion is still roaring. Warrat says they cannot get away that easy. And another Komodo dragon goes easy. And another reference to Exodus. Warrat has all his Komodo dragons feast them across the land bridge. Yep. They escape. Ongar says that the Komodo dragons are coming. Kion stops roaring. And the sea crashes down on Aura, who last words, your art, that is not good. So that's round for the third time this episode. Aura <laughs> well, is definitely a zombie now. <laughs> Ding! Ding! This keeps getting drowned. <laughs> Bunga says that that was his best roar ever. Kion asks Onga, and Ono if they know where to go from there. Ono says that the next Mojak or Moja stone is on a tree, is on a big cliff by a tree. Onga leads away, and the civet is back. He basically gloat, say that he's right, and Bunga. It's like, there aren't any dragons anymore because the lion guy got rid of them. Yep. Then they're <laughs> walking up the cliff. Beshi looks upset. Ono asks him if he's okay. He just wishes he'd gotten a chance to say goodbye to Lumba Lumba. He is out of the water to say goodbye to them. Yep. And... She thanks them for saving her. Bunga says that she's the nicest dolphin they've ever met. And then Bashti points out that she's also the only dolphin they've ever met. And Bunga's like, oh yeah, that's 
that too. <laughs> I can't hear you, Max. Max. You happened to him that Shalun did back in Max. the mountain. I couldn't hear you for a few seconds. Can you repeat what you said? Oh, yeah. So, when I says that he just missed the line guard, then Makucha and Chalun come out, and Makucha says that they haven't gone far. And Aura has basically the same reaction to Makucha that Chalun did way back in Ghost of the Mountain. Makucha introduces himself and says he wants revenge on that meddling lion and his friends. Aura likes the sound of that and introduces himself. And Makucha says that they've been watching him work and they could use his teeth and tail and Aura is in. And the episode ends with an instrumental rendition of Power of the Roar, which, since you've heard me mention it for the past four episodes, five now, you'll notice that it's probably very important. Yes. And it would be very important in Triumph of the Roar. Which is, I think, so, close to the last episode. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on this episode, Mikey? Well, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Aura kept coming back back alive after being drowned three times. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's just like, you know, it's kind of... I, I mean, I kind of liked the idea, like they were trapped on an island and... You know, I kind of like the biblical reference uh, for the parting of the Red Seas. I think that was kind of cool. And I also thought it was kind of cool that the director was a character in the show. <laughs> yeah. And I also like the song sung by Kamiko Glenn. I think that she was kind of the perfect person to sing that. Yeah, I think what what do you think of it? I thought it was a really great episode, and I liked Aura, although I am so confused as to why they had Andrew Casino back. I mean, it's not like they were short on cast members. I'm glad to hear him, but why did they choose him? I don't know, probably because they've, like, maybe, like, they already hired too many new actors, like, like, the old Civet, um, uh, the other actor for the, um, uh, for the other dragon, and they just used the director for the other one, but, um, maybe they just want to keep the voices as close to the same as possible, I don't know, that's what yeah. I'm assuming. Also, I'm just imagining like, like, oh, okay, we have this song for you to sing. The actress who plays Lumba Lumba, and I'm like, what do you mean you can't sing? Who <laughs> hasn't sung this song here, but has a good singing voice? Kimiko, you used to be on Broadway, right? And she's like, oh um, yeah. And they're like, okay, here, sing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> She's like, I think, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then once again, the geography is weird because they were uh, near like the islands of. I, I don't know, but they just keep teleporting around the world. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's getting weird. Although I'm not too upset about Kimiko singing. She has a great voice. Yeah. Favorite actresses. Yeah, she she is a really good actor. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean actress. <laughs> well, what do you what do you what do you think? Would you have any net nitpicks for this episode? Hmm. Well, besides the geography, which I will spare our listeners a. Rant on. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of didn't really get what the other two Komodo dragons were there for. I mean, Aura was already a powerful villain, and he could have taken them on easily by himself, and probably won if it weren't for the two fur-brained Komodo dragons who didn't really do anything this episode. Yeah, it's the only thing that was special about one of them is the director was the voice actor for one, but he didn't really say much, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think that was kind of strange. I feel like it should have only been him. Although I'm I guess guessing we put those two there to be like the Komodo dragon versions of Cheesy and Chungu. Oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I think every villain has a, a version of Cheesy Jugger. <laughs> yeah, did, did you have any um, nitpicks? Um, well, besides the geography, once again, uh, I I agree that, that I think Aura should have probably been it by himself, but I think it would have been kind of weird now that I think about it because <laughs> you always need the dumb villains. <laughs> but, um, and I thought it was kind of not really realistic that the ward would be able to like, put all of the ocean back because I don't think his ward is that powerful. I mean, maybe it is, but I, I just feel like maybe it only should have done the part like that he was roaring at, like, I don't think he was roaring at the entire ocean, like, it could have been, like, part of it, you know what I mean? I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, but, um, <laughs> and, like, 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 the reason I'm saying that is because, like, when he parted the, the sea to, and then to get across the other island, he was able to control exactly what the water did, but, like, because, and I, I mean, I guess it does sort of make sense because the first time he did it, he was only aiming at the dragons and not at the water, but it was inadvertently affecting the water. So, I don't know. It's a really strange thing. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. 
<laughs> well, the next episode, we're going to go over uh, Friends to the End. So, <laughs> Yes, Friends to the End. That's going to be a very exciting episode. Oh, and I'm going to be starting a Gmail and Twitter account for this podcast so listeners can send in questions and comments. You could send, reach us at linegarddefend3 at gmail.com. Oh, wow, you already set up? That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> still setting it up a little bit. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Well... Hopefully they can, you guys can contact us and give us ideas on episodes for. Yeah, and send in your questions for friends to the end and comments too. Because maybe we'll talk about them. Yeah, we'll definitely read them and see if we can answer them. I'm yeah. very excited for the next four episodes because if everything goes. The way we want, we're going to be recording in person. <laughs> because we couldn't do it for this episode. Because or the previous episode. Because cause last time we just were trying to be careful because of COVID. And then this time it was raining. But now yeah. it's like sunny. It's like. <laughs> I will admit that last time I, Max, had a cold, but I'm over it now. But my parents still aren't. Wait, they still aren't? Even now? Oh, my parents aren't. But they're getting better, but I'm fully recovered. Well, that's good. I don't think it's COVID, because I know you all of you got vaccinated, so that's good. Um, it's probably just a common cold or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Well... I'm very excited for the back to back to back to back Jonja episodes. <laughs> yeah, but this time he's he's not really a villain anymore, um, because he's changed. Although, yeah. if, and now that a scar is gone, there's really no reason. I mean, the really the only people that are enemies now are just people that are irritated at the Lion Guard. <laughs> They're like, we need to get revenge. Because, <laughs> like, when they defeated Scar, like, all of the animals agreed to be peaceful with each other, except for the, um, what is it? Not the, the, uh, I can't think of the name. But, like, one of them was like, oh, we're gonna do our own thing, you know? Do you know what group of animals that was? I can't remember, but. I think it was the 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 alligators. Yeah. The crocodiles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the same family, yeah. Well that was good. Well, we hope to see we hope to uh, see you again in the next episode and please make sure to email us because we want to be able to communicate. <laughs> yes. Again it's Lion Guard. Defend3 at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.